0: Welcome to another Monday fun-filled edition of Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live and in living color, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Cindy Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK Eddie. Once again, that's CK Eddie. That's S I D K I D eight zero. That's S I D K I D eight zero.
1: You can follow me, Akita McGee, on the Twitter and Lakina McGee on the IG. Make sure
0: you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps, whether it's the Apple iTunes Store or Google Play. Wherever you get your apps, make sure it says Sports Zone Chicago. You can uh, watch our shows live, or if you miss them, you can catch them on the replay. Make sure you make sure you get the get that app that says Sports Zone Chicago. You can fo- also follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, you can do so by subscribing to wherever you download your podcast. Make sure you type in that search engine box WARR on anchor. That's War on Anchor. That's where you can get the audio version of this podcast. And you can follow War Media at WARR Media. That's at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you can listen to this show and watch this show. Every Monday and every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sports Zone Chicago. And thank you very much in advance for your
1: support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends.
0: We are unapologetically fun and we have very definite opinions. Lakina, like this is week three of the NFL, and this is our, our tradition. Every Monday, we do our football power hour. Lakina, let's break down the Bears' loss to the Cleveland Browns yesterday by the score of 26 to 6. Justin Fields, 6 of 20, 68 yards in passing yards. Do I blame him for yesterday's loss? No. David Montgomery, 10 carries, 34 yards. His longest run was on the first drive of 16 yards. Do I blame him for yesterday's loss? No. Allen Robinson, 2 catches, 27 yards. His longest was 18. Do I blame him for yesterday's loss? No. Cole commit one catch, 11 yards, your only catch from a tight end position. Do I blame him for yesterday's loss? No. Roquan Smith, nine tackles in total, five solo. Do I blame him for yesterday's loss? No. Khalil Mack, two sacks. He left the game with a foot injury. Do I blame him for yesterday's loss? No. Well, sit. Well, sit. Where does. Where does the blame go? I'll tell you where the blame goes. Head coach Matt Nagy. What kind of offense? Well, what kind of offense was that yesterday? Uh, what were we running? It looked worse than a Chicago publicly high school offense. Okay, it looked worse than my playground days when I was growing up on the South Side of Chicago. Okay, Lakina.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, the blame pie can go all kinds of ways, but it usually starts at the top. And Yes, we could talk about GM Brian Pace or Ted Phillips or George McCaskey. We've done that front and back, side to side throughout this offseason leading up to the regular season. We're not going to do that here. We're going to focus in on the game. Matt Nagy, the first drive was great, even though you ended up with three points. It was very conservative, but what happened in the rest of the three quarters. When you're trying to protect something, you overcompensate for something else. What tends to happen, Lakina? Usually something mm-hmm. bad, correct? hmm yes. That's what yes. happened yesterday. And where does this start? At the head coach's position. Now, we're not going to get into a discussion here on whether Matt Neggett should be gone or how long he's going to stay here. Like I said, we're going to keep the behind-the-scenes stuff out of this discussion. We're going to focus in on the game. I didn't see any creativity or any strength in plays that adjusted to Justin Fields' strengths. I know you're trying to keep the Cleveland Browns off board. Did that work yesterday? No, they were prepared for any and everything. So where does this leave us, Sid? Well, I'm glad you asked. You're at a crossroads. As we told you on Friday, whether it was injury or whenever you had your quote-unquote plan to put in Justin Fields as your starting quarterback, there's no turning back. There's no turning back now. You have a Lions team that's going to come in here on Sunday in a foul mood. We'll get into them while we said that later on this hour. But you're going to have a, a desperate Lions team. They're going to, even though what happened to them yesterday happened, they're going to come in here just a little bit more confident than what people are going to give them credit for. The Bears are at a crossroads, and every everybody in the head coaching staff Including your head coach, and certain players had to look themselves in the mirror and say, "What am I made of? What am I made of when things are down? And what can I do to improve the situation?" Right now, this is where the Bears are uh, in in their in their season, uh, standing with a record of one and two.
1: Am I? Can I go now? Yeah, Uh, go ahead. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm not gonna go into a long tangent about. Uh, I'm not worried about Justin Fields. Look, he didn't didn't have his best outing. Look, he's a rookie. Whatever, but you know nine he was sacked nine times. Let me say that again. Nine times, nine times. And Miles Garrett, was a Pro Bowler, actually may have clinched himself a spot in the Pro Bowl already in Week Three with four. He had four and a half of those sacks. And if you saw his interview with Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk on NBC. He basically said, look, they were surprised that the defense team, the rest of the defense were surprised at how the schemes that, that Nagy was using. Now, look, we can you know, go into a whole tangent. We're not going to do that. So, you know, that's not, that's not our place. It's too early for that. I know, I know hashtag fire Nagy's, You has know, been you know trending on Twitter this morning, and, and, and I get it. I know folks are frustrated. Fans are frustrated. But, again, you know, you only rush the ball 46 yards, and 12 of those yards are for your quarterback. Fields passed for 68 yards, but only ended up having one, one, one yard net gain because those nine sacks deterred a lot of that. And, you know, look, Al, Al Robinson had some drops. You know, Cole Comet wasn't used very much or neither – none of the the, the, the tight ends, really. And, you know, Jimmy Grant, I think, only had, like, had zero catches. And, you know, you had a couple of fumbles. And then, you know, the, the defense did what they're supposed to early. But, you know, Roquan Smith, look, he's always – he's a gamer. He's always got to – he had you know nine, nine tackles five solo ones. Fine, you know Deion Bush had a good good outing. You know Eddie Jackson, you yeah, know he tackled, but there were a couple of times where you're like, okay, where's you know, especially you know that that you know sort of like that ceiling. You know the touchdown. It was just it was just awful. There's plenty of game blame to go around. I don't just blame the coach, but again, know your personnel. That whole line is awful. It is terrible. Jason Peters, who was just you know, who was out fishing about this time last month before he got the call to join the Bears, <laughs> he was terrible. Cody yeah. Whitehair, you know, they, you know, it was sort of like, yeah, hey, hey, you know what, come on in. You know, my and and, and Miles Garrett knew this, so that look, you know, Pat O'Donnell was was a player of the game for the Bears, and he's been like that for like the last couple of years. So that just shows you, you mm-hmm. know, he's a great puncher. So he shows you how good he is, but. This team is not very good, and I'm gonna, you know, be very, you know, very real on that. And you know, feel free to comment on our Facebook, and YouTube pages from Sports on Chicago. We'll have them up. Keep them clean, though. I know you, you know, some of you guys out there are frustrated, but keep them clean, you know. And we'll we'll read them to you, to you, and you know, you, put them, you put them on the screens. But it, it's just, you know, this team's not good enough. This team's not contending. You know, they they have a get get right game against Detroit, you know. But then again, that's not a gimme either, so. But you know th- this team isn't very good. Let's be honest. The coaching is not very good. A lot of the personnel isn't very good, and I think you know we won't go into like the folks at the top or whatever. Because I know everyone says starts at the top, and that's true. But again, a rob you can't afford to be having drops. To try to keep your team in it, and some of the schemes that we're running. It just—it was just terrible. And you know, look, Greg Olson, who, does, who did a you know, did a, a fantastic job on the call yesterday. He got a little bit, you know, little you know you know snaps here and there. But on the Bears, but you know, he said it best. Like, what what are you doing? Like, I think he was on the. We went through this last year with some of the analysts who were doing this, these Bears games. They were on the verge of swearing. And there were a couple of times if you if you listened to him in the broadcast with Kevin Burkhardt, he was on the verge of swearing a couple of times. Like, what, what are what <laughs> yeah. are they? What are we? What is he? What are they doing? And you know we're going through this again, you know, and there these are classics, and you know, it is just just you know, and and look, give the Browns credit, you know, they had their little dinks, you know, with you know with Kareem Hunt, and he had like almost 100 yards rush, you know, rushing and also passing as well. They did like the little dinks, you know, and that that's what that's what they you know that that's what they did, and it worked, so they were able to kind of you know ghost, you know, that shows how many holes that Bears offense has, so. It's just I don't want to go into this very long because we got there were better games that were on yesterday. I know we don't we were a Chicago show as such, but I don't want to get into this long tangent, but. Go ahead, Sid.
0: <clears throat> You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, Reaction Monday, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. As Lakina mentioned, if you want to comment on the Bears' game yesterday and their 26 6 loss to the Cleveland Browns on the road, you could do so on our YouTube page at Sports Zone Chicago or on our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago. Keep those comments clean, whether you agree with us or disagree with us, keep them respectful. Lakina will get those comments up and on the air for you. If you try to try to do anything stupid or trying to troll, Lakina will politely, politely give you the boot. <laughs> Taking a look at the stats from the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, as you mentioned, Lakina, he had a, 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 quarterback rating of 97 at of 97.0. He had a touchdown pass to Austin Hoover that who we talked about on Friday. could be a factor. He was, he scored the touchdown toward the end of the first half. Baker Mayfield passed for 246 yards in the touchdown pass. In the rushing department for the Browns, Nick Chubb had 22 carries for 84 yards. Kareem Hunt had 10 carries for 81 yards, including that touchdown to open up the fourth quarter. Odell Beckham Jr. had a nice game. He had a carry for 10 yards, along with five catches for 77 yards in his uh, 2021 debut. Donovan Peoples-Jones had two terrific catches on the sidelines Mm -hmm. for 39 yards, including his one for 21 yards. As we mentioned, Austin Hooper, two catches, 19 yards. In a touchdown, with Rashard Higgins, two catches for 21 yards. Lakina, as you mentioned, the defense for the Browns showed up yesterday. I'm sure outside of Miles Gannon, everybody was starting to eat because they, I'm, I'm sure they looked across the way and looked at the Bears and said, you running the – not even a high school offense, a grade school offense. Uh, and this is so easy. Are you kidding me? Let's go at them. And they really didn't have to blitz that much because they knew what was coming. You saw mm-hmm. what happened yesterday is it, it was a big separation between the men and the boys.
1: Yeah. And like I said, you know, know your personnel. I mean, look, look, my, my high school football team, Bogan, sorry guys, they weren't that, they were, look, like those, you know, my senior year, they weren't very good. I mean, they could have had a better showing than what, what was mm-hmm. shown there. I mean, I mean, look, like I said before, the O-line, you know, look, we want to, you know, we want Justin fields out there and let the scheme just you know, didn't fit for him. And also too, I mean, that O-line, gosh, that, 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 that Swiss cheese, I mean, you know, Garrett had some, you know, we, of course, you know, we had the great day Garrett had, you know, um, you know, Malik Jackson had a half a sack too. And and it was just, look, I I think it's one of those things where you You get a sack.
0: You get a sack.
1: Everybody (laughs) got pressure to him. It was just like, you know, like, oh, you know, let's, let's, you know, right through. And, you know, it's just, it's just unfortunate. But look, again, this is a part of the growing pains and, and everything. And it's just, I I just feel like I don't, there's really nothing left to say. There's really nothing else to say. This team is not good enough. I mean, look, I don't want to look if they get if they hammer Detroit, which I don't think they will at this point. But you know, I, I'm thinking that there might be some guys that might have one foot out of the door. You know, like Khalil Mack, who, who looked who even when he came back, he he looked he did look banged up. Uh, you know, Hicks, you know, was banged up, and you know, there were look there were a lot of guys. You know, look, we had Robert Quinn. You know, he had in this, a couple of nice plays, but you know, it wasn't enough to kind of deter that, you know, that defense. Look, remember, that defense is older now. Everyone, Just about everybody there is over 30. I know, yeah, Turekha might be back in a few weeks, but I don't think that's going to make a big difference. So there's really nothing left to say.
0: Uh, Actually, there is before we take our break, looking before we have a few minutes left. I was uh, made aware of the comment, and I caught part of it in passing – via my television yesterday, Matt mm-hmm. Nagy was uh, talking in his press or post game press. And he said, it all starts with me. You know, I, what we did was wrong. It all starts with me and yada, yada, yada. I said, it sounds good, but do you really believe that? Do you think the players really believe what you just said? I'm doing this Jordan shrug for those of you listening exclusively on our audio podcast. Do you, re- does Matt Nagy r- really believes what he says? Do you think anybody believes it really believes in the words that he says because uh the even though he's been in the playoffs two out of his first three years as a head coach do you really think that the message you're getting through to the players and do you think the the, the veterans on that team has, has tuned them out
1: <laughs> be you as they say be as you would say be you like i think that's sort of like a thing and and look i think if, if things get on you know as much as it has look i think they might be, the players might be tuning out, especially the veterans. They might be tuning mm-hmm. them out. I'm like, I know if, if Tevin Jenkins comes back after you know from his back injury, I I don't know if that's going to make a difference either. But again, you know, you can say it's injuries, you can say it's this, but this team just isn't very good. And let's just be honest. I think we might be better off in in thinking that.
0: And another thing that I noticed yesterday, especially with the offensive line. All of them had bad games. Jermaine Effetti, um, Jason Peters, bless the man who is trying to um, collect that last paycheck before he retires at 39 years old. But he didn't look good yesterday. It's just it it looked like they weren't prepared for what was coming. And with all the mental mistakes, with the false starts and the penalties, it, it was just a, a, a disaster, ugly disaster from the start. And when stuff like that starts happening, it, it affects with you mentally. And when that starts happening, everything goes downhill. And that's what we saw yesterday. You come in unprepared and you expect something to happen. Being ultra-conservative, things usually go the wrong way. And that's what we saw happen from the Bears yesterday.
1: Look, I almost wish that they had opened up the playbook for Fields. And look, if he had thrown three or four interceptions, one was a pick six. I mean, that would have been fine. I'd rather, mm-hmm. he, I'd rather if that had happened to him than have him been sacked nine times. I mean, that poor guy was sore. And then, you mm-hmm. know, he might have he might have a hand injury. So, and then, you know, my Nagy had some word salad earlier this morning saying that maybe, I don't know, if, you know, we hear, we hear, you know, from Schefter saying that Andy Dalton's knee injury might keep him out another couple of weeks. And, you know, they might, you know, week to week and, you know, everything else is just a, the whole thing. is just everything's kind of, you know, falling off the rails for the Bears. So I, I just don't. I really think there's nothing else we can say about this team at this, at this, at this point. I don't think there is. So. <laughs> nope, nope, uh, nope. Nope. Do
0: we have any comments so far? Cause I have, don't have the assets to the comments. Do we have any comments yet? No,
1: not the right, not at the no, moment. I'm, but I'm sure, I'm sure everybody wants to kind of like keep it clean. Mm. So I'm sure we'll, we'll see if you know, but we look like I said, feel free, free, free to comment on the, our Facebook and YouTube page. Um, and, and look, I think that some, you know, Bears fans are frustrated. I get it. Mm-hmm. But again, this team, they are who they are. They are who you thought they were. And, you know, now we're seeing it in real time. And and we get a couple more uh, primetime games. Yay! The still more of these. Yippee! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, even though there's a the multitude of games going on, on the Fox yes, most outside, outside the New York market. Um, New York market was obsolete from that. We'll get to the Giants on the other side of this break. But outside the New York market, mostly the country got a chance to watch this game because it was the debut of Justin Fields and Kevin Burkhart and Pam Oliver, and you mentioned Greg Olsen, number two, proof Rufa So uh, uh, Those were the first game of the doubleheader yesterday. So most of the nation got a chance to watch that garbage. We talked about it last year like, you know, on our podcast. Uh, <laughs> this is what you have to offer. Is, is this the best you have to offer? If it is, then you really, as a franchise, you really have a long way to go. Well, uh, we'll look,
1: I, I we'll look at, <laughs> Well, look, like I said before, I mean, you know, this, Well, look, like I said before, I mean, look, I mean, we saw – we saw yesterday, I think, you know, Gray was on the versus square. and we saw it last year multiple times, just about every analyst that had to do a Bears game were on yeah, the versus of so, multiple times. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. Yep. Oh god, I, I I know he wanted to say he wanted to say a curse word so bad. <laughs> I know he wanted to say a curse word, you know <laughs> that, that Packers game, my God, I know that game that had to have given him nightmares, I swear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Instead of giving you uh, your listeners and viewers nightmares, we're going to take a a, take a a pause for the cause as we reach the bottom of the hour. When we return, we'll review much happier news from around the National Football League as we recap uh, the games that took place yesterday. There was history being made all across America in Week Three action from the National Football League, and we'll give you a quick preview of tonight's Monday Night. Contest between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. You're listening to a reaction Monday edition of Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Citizen Lakina here with you. Keep it here.
2: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports slash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head
3: coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um, there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen
2: download the free score app lightning fast update so you never miss a thing it's why the score app is one of north america's most popular sports apps i'm chuck sanders dance the sports flash on the
4: sport zone chicago
5: Learn more at discover.com slash yes 2021 Nielsen report limitations apply.
0: Welcome back to Reaction Monday, right here on Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown, Lakina. Let's go into some more happier news in reviewing the Week Three action from the National Football League. Before we do, we want to remind you guys: if you want to comment on today's show regarding the Bears or any other action from yesterday's games from the National Football League, you could do so by going to our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago. Or on our YouTube page, you search for Sports Zone Chicago. Place your questions or comments right in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lincoln. let's start off in Western New York, the state that it is. The Buffalo Bills over the Washington football team, 43 21. Josh Allen, 358 yards passing, four touchdowns. Zach Moss, 60 yards rushing. Cole Beasley, 11 receptions, 98 yards. And two- I- Emmanuel Sanders.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was a little, I was a little surprised by the score. I mean, Washington kept it close. We, we said it, that they would, but again, you know, there's too much talent on the you know, on Buffalo. And look, they've been pretty much on a tear lately, especially at, since the opening loss to the Steelers. But look at they, Josh Allen's going back to being the Josh Allen that we know and love. You know, you. Know, Thor for four touchdowns and, you know, Zach Moss, you know, sort of like been the kind of like the guy that sort of takes some of the, you know, the heat off Devin you know, Singletary. So I think that helps a little bit. Um, and yeah, look, I mean, their defense, you know, stepped up late. And, you know, tr- you know Tremaine Edwards, Edmonds, I should say, had seven tackles, special, you know, including six solo tackles. So, you know, wasn't, it wasn't sort of like the prettiest game for the Bills, but they did just enough to win, so.
0: In Detroit, Michigan, downtown Ford Field, the Detroit Lions lose a close one to the Baltimore Ravens by the score of 19-17. NFL history was made as kicker Justin Tucker nailed a 66-yard field goal to win it for the for the Baltimore Ravens after the Lions took the lead on a late touchdown run. Lakina, I watched some of this game via my kaputa live. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Two-thirds of that game, the Detroit Lions outplayed the Baltimore Ravens. And you thought that after the Lions grabbed the lead late, they were on their way to a victory, but uh the Jaws of victory was snatched away from them once again. Lamar Jackson for Baltimore, 287 yards passing and a touchdown pass. He also ran the ball for seven times for 58 yards. Mark Andrews, the tight end for Baltimore, had five catches for 109 yards. Lakina the reason why Detroit is going to come in into Chicago on a foul move because of what happened on the last play of the game yesterday.
1: Well, and if you heard the call from uh, Greg Gumbel and Adam Archuleta, that that call was sort of like <laughs> that, that. call was, you know, was a plus in of itself. I mean, again, you know, again, not a pretty game. I mean, this is like the the, the second time that you know Tucker has beaten the Lions, and you know, via uh, game winning field goal. I think the one couple of years ago was like sixty three yards or something like that it actually hit the crossbar and then it went through the upright. So the, <laughs> that tells you how crazy that is. And, you know, this is sort of like, he's got the, you know, the golden leg, if you will. And look, this is the second time in the history of the lions that they've lost a game on a record setting field goal. You got to go all the way back to 1970 when Tom Densey, you know, the, you know, who played for the saints at I believe, mm-hmm. I believe Archie Manny was the quarterback of that team. You know, he had a then the record 63 yards to beat, you know, beat the lions in new Orleans. So unfortunately this has been a part for the course for the lions, but, uh, I mean, just in the, just in amazing. Uh, again, the sort of like the letdown. You know, after that big win against the Chiefs, you know, we'll get to them in a second. But they were able to come back and look. That's the kind of games you sort of you have to win it sometimes in the NFL. So, again, not pretty, but you'll you'll leave you know, with the win if you're the Ravens.
0: Couple things here. One, Justin Tucker is one of the uh, best kickers uh, of his era. He was going to the Hall of Fame anyway, but. Now, what he did yesterday, which par- that record will probably stand for a long time, I'm sure that his cleats, his helmet, his yeah. jersey, his pants, for, uh, for sure, is on. Is probably at Cannon, Ohio, right now. So, <laughs> I'm sure it was wrapped up tight, COVID-protected, yes. the uh, <laughs> yes. FBI rushed in, yes. National Guard rushed into <laughs> Cannon, yes. Ohio, so... Uh Justin Tuck, I remember back in 2013, he hit a 61-yard field goal in that same building against the Lions yes. about eight years ago. So uh congratulations to him. Now, did you hear our call from our good friend Dan Miller on the Lions Radio Network? I
1: didn't I did not, but I okay. heard it was hard he, yeah, legendary. He, <laughs> yeah, he
0: didn't call he didn't call Paul Allen of the Vikings from, from last week, but uh, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you know we had him on the radio show. A couple yes. of years maybe we get on Friday. Maybe we should get him off for Friday, see if he's okay. Yes. But you know, work yes. you know, bringing him <laughs> so on, we'll on the, Yeah. Uh we brought him in as a guest on the Dean Davis show whenever the Bears played the Lions uh throughout the last several years. And I always asked him the question: what well, was the strangest, best, strangest call that that he's ever called? Of course, you can go back to the Monday Night Football game from a year. Few years ago, between the Packers and Lions, of course, the Lions. And see, also from a few years ago, that KJ Wright batted the ball, at yes. the end zone. of course, yeah. the Thursday night game. I want to say back in 2016, Aaron Rodgers won on the Hail Mary. So there was a lot of crazy stuff that <laughs> that's happened to the Lions over the last decade, and they have Dan Miller, their radio voice, <laughs> has been there for just about all of it. Of course, the playoff loss. <laughs> Cowboys back in 2014. There's mm-hmm. a whole laundry list of it, but I thought of him yesterday, especially I uh, heard his call they, which they played on sports, and I was like, "Yeah, I feel for him right now."
1: <laughs> yeah, we got got to try to get him on because I, I, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm guessing that he's not having em, enough sleep right now. <laughs> Any <he's> sleep <laughs> right now. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, uh, it, 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 it was it was actually it a the great game, a, a crazy finish. But you know, let's. Mm-hmm. What's even crazier is next year we're actually going to talk about Arizona pulled away from the Jaguars late, but at the end of the first half, Matt Prayer actually tried a 68-yard field goal, but then Jamal Agnew, you know, takes it for like a 100, I think it was like 112 or something, or 110, yeah. you know, the other way for a touchdown, they actually gave the Jags the lead, you know, he's actually, he actually has a 100-plus uh, return from a couple of weeks ago, I believe, so he's a nice mm-hmm. player to have that multiple 100-yard touchdowns, um, but yeah, but then, you know what, you know, days got back to normal, you know, the, uh, Jack tried to flee flicker, and, you know, it was uh, ran back for uh, a pick six by Brian Byron Murphy, J- Brian Murphy Jr., I should say, who had two inter- another interceptions as well. So things kind of got back into it. I think it was more like the time zone and everything and maybe the emotion, but, you know, the Cardinals did what they had to do.
0: Yeah, uh, the all-brother crew and Gus Johnson, I did watch some of that game live via Makaputa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they have had two exciting games uh, since, they, since they teamed up together for Fox. Uh, selfishly, I don't think it's going to happen, but selfishly, I would w- want them to call the, this week's Bears-Lions game. Oh, God. Maybe something crazy happened in that oh, game Oh, God.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I don't want <laughs> I feel. Look, I feel bad. Whoever gets to guess that game for Fox, I really do. I, I, I can't. I but... hope
0: it's Gus Johnson to keep to leap. I doubt it, but it... <laughs> not nothing. Nothing against those two. They do great work, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 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 I'm G- laughing Gus- at it for the Bears and Lions' sake.
1: Well, well Gus's call during that that hundred hundred plus yard like going the other way. I think that was another uh, legendary call. Yes. So if you guys have that <laughs> yeah, go go back, go check it out on YouTube. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean I, I look I feel sorry for whoever gets the game on Sunday for the Bears and Lions. I'm sorry. I oh. apologize in advance. Yeah.
0: <laughs> let let uh, instead of going down that rabbit hole, let's Let's yes. get this train back on track. Yes. It was the Tennessee Titans are now on a two-game winning streak after they defeated the Indianapolis Colts 25-16. to The Colts are 0-3 on the year cards. Wentz did play yesterday, but didn't look that great. Ryan Tannehill, my fantasy uh, football quarterback, boo. But he had two interceptions, but three touchdown passes are to gone along with 197 yards passing. Derrick Henry, 28 yards, 28 carries for 113 yards. And Michael Pittman Jr. for Indianapolis, Six catches for 68 yards. Lakina AJ Brown was missing from yesterday's uh, action, the wide receiver from the Titans, but the Titans uh, leaned heavily on running the football and they got out of there with a the victory.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what you want if you're the Titans. I mean, you have Derek Henry for a reason, use him, and, uh, ran for 113 yards. I mean, i don't know what's going on with indy i think you know maybe the injuries and i think Quentin nelson i think got hurt again yeah mm-hmm. so he'll probably be out for a while you know you could tell Wednesday did not look good good so you know things might be getting a little uh, these might be getting a little antsy over there in indy but we'll see but look a nice win for the titans they won two in a row
0: yeah an upset took place in kansas city at arrowhead stadium mills to the- as we call them on this show, the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles. Uh, they won on the last um, uh, game-winning touchdown with 32 seconds to go, courtesy of Mike Williams. They got by the Kansas City Chiefs 30-24. to Justin Herbert for the Chargers had four touchdown passes off a hun- 281 yards passing. Clyde Elvis, Hilaire rushed for 100 yards for Kansas City off of 17 carries. Mike Williams, as I mentioned, had two touchdown catches, including the game winner, off of seven catches for 122 yards. Again, I watched the majority of this game via Makaputa because CBS uh, had a regional action, so it was not Mm -hmm. a doubleheader day for them. Yes. I know you folks here in Chicago didn't get a chance to watch that game. If you had Red Zone or DirecTV... Or like we do watch it via our computers. <laughs> you saw the uh, you, you you were be you were able to watch that game in its entirety. Lakina, you couldn't ask for a better uh first half, especially opening drive if you view the Chargers. They had two turnovers, created two turnovers off of Kansas City early. The second turnover turned into a touchdown. You had a quick two touchdown lead. Of course, the third quarter, Kansas City, as we all expected they would. They got back into the game, took a three-point lead, but the Chargers grabbed momentum in the fourth quarter. Kansas City, uh, they still gonna be a good team, but it's just right now I'm not saying that they're going through the motions, but I think they expected to just to turn on the Jets and and roll and dominate. They didn't have it yesterday.
1: Well, it also the a Super Bowl hangover, too. I mean, we see this with teams, you know, who lose the Super Bowl. You know, the Rams went through it, and, you know, the Chiefs are going through it. And and I and I think this is sort of this is a nice one for the Chargers. I mean, they actually were all set to, you know, to try the field goal that would tie it, but you know, they got called for a false start. So, you know, Brandon Staley said, you know what, let's go for it. And they were able to, you know, they, they went for Now I know some people, I know some cheese fans will say there was a couple of calls that, you know, there was a, a pass interference call. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there was another, uh, another, um, a couple other calls too, but again, they're not going to call those things late. You know, in those in that instance. So, look, I say, look, go for the Chargers, and look, they're two and one right now, and look, this is a big win that could definitely be key for winning that division. And and look, I'm not going to say that look, the, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. I'm not going to say, that, oh my God, you know, they should be they should be panicking in Kansas City, mm-hmm. but. You know, again, this is sort of like one of those things where you have to. And, and, and thankfully, Andy Reid's feeling much better too. I guess he suffered from dehydration and had to go to the hospital after mm-hmm. the game. But Gladys, he's feeling better. I think he's out of the hospital now. But you know, it's just that look it, it's it's part it's part of the, uh, the the Super Bowl hangover. I mean, that's what that's just what happens.
0: In Foxborough, Massachusetts, it was an the- New Orleans Saints uh, beating the New England Patriots 28 13. Jameis Winston with a couple of touchdown passes, including one that ended the first half with him almost being sacked off a penalty, but the penalty went against New England. Mac Jones for New England, 30 or 51 for 270 yards and a touchdown. Alpha Kamara from New Orleans had 24 carries for 89 yards. Kendrick Bourne from New England had six catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Lakina, the stats look good. For Mac Jones for the Patriots, but he struggled again, especially early in that game yesterday.
1: Yeah, he played like a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> he played like yeah. a rookie. he had three. He had three interceptions. Unfortunately, you know, James White had to leave the game because of a hip injury. So there's no updates there, and they couldn't run the ball. So you know he was gone. So that that you know that also didn't help them either. And we had we got good Jameis. Yay! You know, he had no yeah. interceptions. <laughs> Yay! You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to insult him, but you know, we got the young know, good Jameis and bad Jameis, and and look, they really didn't need to, you know, depend on the run too much. I mean, they had short fields, and you know, Taysom Hill had a rushing touchdown, which you know he has one like just about every, every other game. But <laughs> the de- look, it was, their, it was their defense. Their defense sort of like helped, you know, kind of propelled them. You know, Jenkins had a pick six, so it's it, it, look. I think we saw. I think we saw, you know, how you know, how good you know the Saints team is, and and again, you know, the patriots are going to have their growing pains. So I was not a believer in them being like the sleeper team. Coming out of the AFC, we're seeing right now—at least for right now—they're not.
0: Uh, in East Rutherford, New Jersey, at Giants Stadium, it was the Atlanta Falcons on the last-second field goal, uh, defeating the New York Football Giants, seventeen to fourteen. Daniel Jones from the New York Giants had two hundred sixty-six yards passing, Saquon Barkley who scored a touchdown. In that game, had 16 carries for 51 yards. And Dell Pass, the former Chicago Bear, had six catches for 82 yards for the Falcons. Looking, you know, I did watch some of this live via Macaputa in red mm. zone. It was an ugly game to watch. Uh, the Giants had that opportunities, but Atlanta was very patient, especially late in the fourth quarter. Matt Ryan came through, and the Falcons deserved a to win their first game of the year, they're one and two, while the Giants are zero and three. Joe Judge, your head coach of the Giants, can he can we start to say uh, pink slip and link card?
1: Well, you thought the Bears had problems; they're definitely right. some problems <laughs> in New York. I mean, and look, they had a lot of injuries too. Um, I think they were they had a couple of injuries. I think I think Sterling Shepard, I think, got hurt, and I think another guy too uh, from the Giants got hurt. So, but but look, I think Matt Ryan is showing you why he's one of the top veteran QBs. I mean, he was able to kind of set up that. Game winning field goal from Youngo and and look, I do will this can they turn the corner of the Falcons? I mean, we'll see as you know as the season goes on. But the, you know, the Giants, I mean, look, I know some people who cover the Giants, they're not very happy. So, you know, we'll we'll see what it we'll see how, how it goes with them.
0: In the last of the early games, another upset took place. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it was the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 24-10. to Ben Roethlisberger roughed up again, even though he passed for 318 yards and a touchdown. Joe Mixon ran the ball very well for Cincinnati, 18 carries for 90 yards. Najee Harris had 14 receptions for 102 yards for Pittsburgh out of the backfield. Jamar Chase-Lakina. Uh, is showing his worth again as a rookie wide right receiver out of LSU. He's making Joe Burrow look good. He had two more touchdowns yesterday. He scored a touchdown in the first three games of his NFL career.
1: Well, look, he, made, he helped make good when they won a national championship a couple years ago. when They were at LSU, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, look, this is what this is. This is in Cct. I thought we were going to see at Silverfield. We did for like maybe like the the back end the uh, the, the game, but you know, look, he didn't make any mistakes, Joe Burrow. I mean, he he was they they kept him upright. Yay. And you know, unfortunately for <laughs> Big Ben, not so much. He was sacked four times, and and um, he didn't look good. Sid, and I'm a little concerned about mm. his health as the season goes because he's getting up there. He's 36 now. I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, afraid for him. And and look, I mean, the, the Cincinnati—they played a, a, a great, complete game, so I wasn't that surprised, mm-hmm. but. They kind of—I don't want to say they dominated, but they—if you look at the numbers, they kind of did.
0: Yeah, if you paid paid attention to our picks uh, right before the season started, you wonder why I had Pittsburgh out of the playoffs. You saw what happened yesterday. That was the reason why I had them out of the playoffs. You're listening Mm -hmm. to Second City Sports. On a reaction Monday, along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You listen to Sega City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Let's get into the late games, Lakina. Let's get the ugly game out the way. It was Uh-oh. the Denver Broncos 26, the Jets <laughs> nothing. Teddy Bridgewater 235 yards passing. Melvin Gordon for Denver had 61 yards rushing in a touchdown. I know our good friend Spiro D. called that game yesterday. I'm sure he was just like the Denver Broncos don't do anything stupid, get out of there, and go home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it is just that they, they sacked uh, yeah. Zach Wilson uh, five, five times. Um, I look, I know, I know the Broncos have benefited from a uh, quote unquote, I'm doing the air quotes here for those of you who are listening. It's easy schedule, but look, yeah. You know, they're what to do? yeah so they did they know what they're supposed to do. I mean, like Terry Bridgewater look good so far. Um, you know, their defense has been really good. I think look, the ghost of Von. well, not, well, he's not the ghost. He's still with us, but you know, like he had a good showing and look, like, they had three interceptions, you know, you know, he had a couple of interceptions and it was, you know, this sack deal. Like I said, Zach Wilson five times. I mean, look, don't do anything stupid. That's and look, I can picture big fans just saying the same thing. Like, don't do anything stupid. We can get out of here with a win. And that's what they did. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Another late game that took place on CBS in the regional action was the Las Vegas Raiders getting by the Miami Dolphins 31 to 28 on the last second field goal in overtime. Derek Carr continues to show his worth to head coach John Gruden and anybody else who, who will listen and watch. <laughs> Derek Carr had 386 yards passing on two touchdown passes. Peyton Barber had 23 carries. 111 yards and a touchdown for the Raiders. And Brian Edwards had three catches for 89 yards. Lakina, you couldn't ask for a better start for the Dolphins on the road uh, with that pick six early. Uh, The Raiders, uh, toward the end of that first half and into the second half, uh, they dominated the Dolphins, especially running the football. They eat out another win in overtime.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the Raiders, look, break them up. I mean, this is like the first time they've been 3-0 since, the, you know, I think, what, 0-2 when they w- went to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's been, it's been a while. And, look, I think that was just a strange game from start to finish From the Roberts pick six and then all this other stuff. And then there were a couple of follows here and there. And then, you know, and then you know, Miami came back to tie it. And it was it was just a very strange game <laughs> all around. There was a safety, too, that kind of, you know, got the, got the Raiders going and it was just a strange game all around, you know, although it was very you know entertaining and, you know, I Eagle and Charles Davis got a chance to call that one. And that was, that was a pretty interesting, uh, Hey, yeah. but look, I mean, the Raiders, like I said, they're three, and and0 and who would have thought that you look at the, the AFC West right now, the Raiders and the Broncos are three, and and0 the Bob by the Chargers are two and oh, they could, it should have been three, and but again, we're, I'm not going <laughs> to, we're not going to go there, but and then, <laughs> and then, but then the Chiefs are in last place just like everyone everyone had drew it up so but uh, uh, we got a lot of season left to go but the AFC West looking pretty good
0: in America's game of the week for Fox <laughs> it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady's first game ever in the city of Los Angeles uh the defending champion Buccaneers take one on the chin as they lose to the Los Angeles Rams 34 to 24 Tom Brady 432 yards and a touchdown pass Sonny Michelle Brady's former teammate, 20 carries, 67 yards for the Rams. Deshaun Jackson, hometown guy from Los Angeles, three catches, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Lakina, I believe, Cooper Cup scored as well. Mm -hmm. Los Angeles showed their worth. I know Tampa uh, had a chance to get back into it. They did for a minute, but it was all about the Rams' defense, uh, the passing. Um, They they just played an all-around complete game. You could tell they were prepared for this one.
1: I mean, and I, it's hardly this, this that was Brady's first time playing in Los Angeles. I mean that that's sort of that's crazy, but uh well <clears throat> that Sofi stand was rocking and they look, I think the Rams were released right now as of September 27th. They're the best team in the NFL. I mean, they have a complete team, you know, Stafford's getting, you know, into the rhythm there with the offense. Their running game—it was kind of by committee, you know. I know Henderson mm-hmm. was Henderson was banged up, so he didn't play. But Sony Michelle, who is a veteran running back, you'll know, up the slack. You mm-hmm. know, Deshaun Jackson show you he still has something left in the tank. What? She'll get
0: hurt again, miss the rest of the season.
1: Well, <laughs> okay, okay. The wear fan fans are like, no, no, don't you do that. Uh, <laughs> well, Cooper Cup looked really good. I mean, you know, the defense—you know—they didn't have the interceptions, but look, they made—they did enough to kind of slow down. The Bucks' offense. Mm-hmm. You know, Stanley Ramsey had seven tackles. Uh, Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald each had a sack. So they did enough, you know, to kind of slow down Brady and them. And did you say Leonard Floyd had yes a sack? I yes, I did. Yes, yeah, so. he earned that contract
0: extension <laughs> in the offseason. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, right. Uh, just go get the quarterback. That's what. That's basically why he's been so good. So he, they just yeah. told him to get the quarterback, and that's what he's been doing. So. And, and look, I don't know how you feel about it, Sid, but yeah, I think right now, again, still got a lot of season left to go, but the Rams look like they're the best team right now.
0: Yep, uh, and I, I agree. In America's other game of the week, I actually mm. watched the majority of this one via my computer live. <laughs> it was the Minnesota Vikings picking up their first win of the season in their home opener, defeating the Seattle Seahawks, 30-27 to 27 Kirk Cousins. 323 yards, three touchdown passes. Alexander Matteson, uh, the backup running back for the Vikings, Dava Cook didn't play, but Matison stepped in rail, 26 carries, 112 yards. I picked him up on my fantasy team for yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, I have Dava Cook and Madison gave me 20 points. Woo hoo. Justice Jefferson, who's also on my fantasy team, nine catches for 118 yards and a touchdown. Lakina. It's a rare loss for the Seattle Seahawks on the East Coast. They have a tough game against the 49ers next week. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the 49ers in just a minute. But for the Vikings they actually followed the game plan, they didn't, yeah. step, they didn't step on anybody's toes, it's on their own toes. They didn't get in their own way. And they were dominant from the second half on.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was surprised by this. I was actually watching the game via my laptop here and, and look, this is like the best I've seen the Vikings play all year so far. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Kirk cousins didn't make any, you know, any mistakes. Uh, like I said, you know, Madison, you know, picked up the slap for cook. You know, they picked up a Miller Abdullah. He actually had a, a good showing too. And mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, Tyler Conklin each had a, a touchdown catch. And, and look, I, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like, look, this is a this is a team that we thought would be capable of playing, and this is the sort of Vikings mm-hmm. that we that we expected. So. Hopefully, you know they'll turn the corner and look. Mike Zimmer actually looked looked happy, which is well of as happy as you would think he would would be happy. He yeah, was happy. <laughs> he was staring
0: at <laughs> a pink slip and a link card.
1: Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's he true, still may be,
0: but for today, he's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but they looked good, and and so, and I think that you we know, we'll see if they can, you know, kind of get it going. And look, I don't know what's going on with the Seahawks. They've lost two in a row, and look, I I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm I'm not liking what I'm seeing from the Seahawks team right now. And in
0: Sunday Night Football, it was the Green Bay Packers on the last second field goal from Mason Crosby. They defeated the San Francisco 49ers 30 to 28. Aaron Rodgers, 261 yards passing. Great job by him on that uh, in, uh, in that two-minute drill with 36 seconds uh, left. He had two touchdown passes. Aaron Jones had 19 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown. Devontae Adams, 12 receptions, 132 yards and a touchdown. Lakina, I watched the uh, 49ers post game live courtesy of our good friends from NBC Sports Bay Area out there in San Francisco last night. They mm-hmm. have three analysts on there Joe Staley, who retired a couple of years ago, Taquio mm-hmm. Spikes, and Dante Winter. Tequio Spikes, I, I thought, brought up a good point. I know 49ers fans are split between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, but I thought that. Takiyo Spikes brought up a good point on the postgame show last night. I think you can catch it on YouTube as well. Just search for NBC Sports California, NBC Sports Bay Area. And he said this about Jimmy Garoppolo. The reason why the 49ers are struggling early is because Jimmy Garoppolo is struggling early. You mm-hmm. saw he had that turnover on the, I want to say the second drive yes. uh, uh, against the Lions in opening day. The offense started out slow in Philadelphia last week. They got away with it with the win. Last mm-hmm. night they started out slow, but took the lead into halftime, but they couldn't hold off the Green Bay Packers. And that's what came and buy him in the butt.
1: Yeah, and I think that was sort of like the thing. You know, when I know people want to say that, you know, Kyle Uczek U- should have, well, you know, been tackled. Look, you you know, look you try to tackle Uzek. I mean, he's a big guy. Try taking exactly. him down. Go ahead. Go Before ahead. And,
0: Mike <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, come on. I mean, look, he was gonna get to the end zone rather regardless whether he was gonna yeah. where he was going to land. So you know, thirty seconds, thirty-seven seconds. I know the Packers didn't have any timeouts, but you know, there, that's Aaron Rodgers over there, folks. That's Aaron Rodgers over there. And if you saw his re- emotion, and look, we look, we're the, we We said, look, we don't believe in the conspiracy theory. That, oh well, he, you know, he's trying to you know suck so he can get out of there. He wants to get traded in the middle of the season. Blah blah blah. If you saw his, his reaction, and especially when he spiked the ball, and you know, Mason Crosby was up for a fifty-one you know yard game-winning field goal, he was excited. And, and look, they, they, it wasn't, you know, pretty, but this is what the, the type of games that the Packers like to play. So, and, and look, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they've won, like I said, they've won two in a row and we'll see if they can, you know, kind of get it going. And that, that's a scary thing. If you're, if you're, if you're uh, in the Packers division, if you're the NFC North, you know, bears fan. So mm-hmm. he still has like kind of like this re- renewed interest and he kind of, he feels rejuvenated. So I think that helps a lot.
0: And uh, I know we up against it, but uh, week three of the NFL wraps up tonight with the Monday Night Football matchup between two 1-1 NFC East Division rivals in the w- w- Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, the Cowboys had a last-second field goal. Courtesy of Greg Zarlan last week at Los Angeles against the Chargers. While the Philadelphia w- Eagles lost their first loss of the year last week uh, against the 49ers as a home to these teams play each other tonight at 7 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. The Eli Manning and Peyton Manning broadcast will be on ESPN2 at the same time. Lakina coming into this game, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the offense, even though uh, they only put up 17 points at Los Angeles last week, it seems like the offense is starting to get back on track. I know people are concerned about Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. He didn't have that great of a game last week. I know he had, uh, he had a touchdown, but Tony Pollard had, over, had a, over 100 yards last week. On the flip side for the Eagles, they didn't look good uh, against uh for the 49ers in that whole opener. Actually, they still had a chance to take that game last week, seven to three going into mm-hmm. the fourth quarter, but they just couldn't put the ball in his end zone in the red zone when they were entering the red zone. So uh what gives tonight, I think it's gonna be a close battle. It always is between these two teams, but I believe that Dallas is gonna do enough to get by Philadelphia. If and keep this in mind, folks, Brandon Graham's injury. On the defensive side for Philadelphia, this is where it's going to start to hurt. And you're going to see that starting tonight.
1: Well, also rumor too loud, and Lyle Collins is out too for the Cowboys, you know, because he was suspended. So that could also play a big part too. So um, I'm kind of like this. Is good, this is probably my CDs. It's like one of those nine six six three type games. So I would say, oh, would 1970s people,
0: football of LaQuina. She loves yeah. it, folks.
1: Well, so. I, well <laughs> I, I didn't say I love. I did say I loved it, but I just said like, that you be prepared if that happens. But and look, there's gonna be a lot of emotion here too. Yo, Drew, Drew Pearson is gonna be on at halftime you know, with his Hall of Fame, you know, you guys gets his Hall of Fame ring. And I'm sure, like, everybody, a cast of thousands, you know, former Cowboys are going to be there. So, yeah, I think they're, they're probably going to feel out the emotion. That's so why I, I think the Cowboys will do enough to win the game, though.
0: And we both picked the Cowboys on our last episode on Friday. So watch out for uh, the Eagles and Cowboys doing battle tonight on ESPN at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time for Monday Night Football. Hour number one in the books, hour oh, number we two straight.
1: Oh, we need we- do our studs and duds right quick.
0: Oh crap, okay. I didn't even think about that. Um, uh, the kid from Jacksonville who returned the um, uh, the well, I knew yes, yeah, he he gets my one stud. Let's see, another stud. Um, and another stud, I'll give it to Miles Garrett from, from Cleveland, what he did to the Bears, and of course, uh, Justin Tucker, my third stud from Baltimore.
1: Well you took my we well, took one of my studs I have Justin Tucker. You can still and, have them. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I'm gonna say we I'm sure we, we don't mind it, but um I'll, I'll say uh both the LA teams too, the Rams and the Chargers got big mm-hmm. wins. So Chargers on the road, and of course the Rams. So all right, so on the flip side, what about your duds?
0: Uh duds, duds, duds. Uh, Jacksonville, New England, and Pittsburgh.
1: I have Pittsburgh, as one of my duds. Um, let's see, real quick. Uh, the I'll say Tampa Bay just because I couldn't really get anything going, <laughs> and also Seattle. I don't know what's going on over there, but it's not looking good right now.
0: All right, now our number one is in the books. Our <laughs> number two is straight ahead. When we return, we'll get into the White Sox. And the best and worst from the weekend around Major League Baseball uh, is Media Day in the NBA as the training camps open up today, and we'll get into uh, the Saturday that was from the world of college football. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You're listening to Sega City Sports exclusively on Sports Zone Chicago.
2: AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton
3: remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um, there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen
2: download the free score app lightning fast update so you never miss a thing it's why the score app is one of north america's most popular sports apps i'm chuck sanders dance the sports flash on the Sports zone chicago
5: Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report.
1: Limitations apply.
0: Welcome back to Second City Sports, our number two for this Monday. Along with Lakina La- McGee, I am Sidney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80.
1: You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG.
0: And you can listen to the show, Second City Sports, every Monday and Friday right here on Sports Zone Chicago. That's from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Once again, every Monday, every Friday, live and in living color on Sports Zone Chicago from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps, whether it's an Apple, iTunes Store, or Google Play. Make sure that app says Sports Zone Chicago. You can listen to any of our live shows. If you miss it, you can catch them on the replay on that app. Lakina, let's get into some baseball. Uh, the White Sox are eighty-eight and sixty-eight. Currently, twenty games over 500. They clinched the AL Central Division title last Thursday in Cleveland. They took three out of five from the Tribe. That's the last time we get to call the Cleveland Indians uh, uh, the Tribe because next year they they will be called their new name, the Guardians. Uh, we we know before you yell at us, we know that uh, they have a makeup game uh, in progress right now in Detroit. Bottom three in Motown in Comerica Park. We have Detroit. Uh, 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 Akia Badu has an RBI single. Day. The Tigers lead the White Sox by the score of one to nothing. Dallas Keiko is the starting pitcher for the White Sox today. Lakina, let's review the series for the White Sox in that five gamer against uh, Cleveland. They take three out of five yesterday's game. No home runs, but two big RBIs by uh, Eloy Jimenez. Yeah, great pitching for Lucas Giolito. Liam Hendricks shut it down. And the White Sox, it looks like they're starting to have a little uh, confidence going, a little groove going as we have... Six uh, games remaining, including today's game against the Tigers, remaining for the White Sox in this 2021 regular season. I like what I'm seeing from them. I'll get to what I saw on Saturday in just a moment. But yesterday's game, they got back on track after losing on Saturday. It was nice to see they got back on track doing what they need to do to win using that formula they're going to have to use come playoff time.
1: Well, the the small ball. Sometimes you got to do that, especially to win the playoffs. And I'm glad – and like and I'm glad they realized that. I'm sure that they'll they'll play that. You know, Giolito had six scoreless innings, which I think that's what you want too, especially mm-hmm. if he wants to be a part of that that playoff rotation. And then look, I mean, okay, you won three out of five. That was a long series, too, because a couple of those were makeup games. But you know, you, you did what you had to do. You know, the White Sox did you need that confidence going into these this last week of the season. And you know, it's I mean, look, you're gonna you set you're probably gonna be in the three C because it looks like you know, Houston. It has a two seat on lock, it looks like, but again, look, you do what you're supposed to do, and you know, it's you know, it, 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 it is what it is, it's fine.
0: Uh, you're three big ba- three games back as of today against the uh versus Houston for the number two seed. Is it possible for them to catch him? I believe so. We'll get to what happened in Houston over the weekend in just a moment, but it's still possible for the White Sox. You just want to um get on the groove, start a nice little ring straight, building up confidence, build it up. Good habits, building up momentum, heading to uh, next next Thursday for the playoffs, which starts on October 7th, which is my birthday, by the way. So uh the, the, the pitching rotation set, sets up perfectly. Ronaldo Lopez will go tomorrow against Cincinnati. Carlos Rodon will go on Wednesday. I want to see how many innings that he pitches. If he pitches less than five innings, there's still going to be trouble in paradise because he's one of the guys you're counting on as far as being in that starting rotation come playoff time. And, of course, they have an off day on Thursday. Friday is Giolito or Lance Lynn against the Tigers. Same thing on Saturday. If it's not Giolito, it's Lance Lynn. And then, of course, on Sunday in the regular season finale against the Tigers at home, it will be Dylan Cease. So Tony La Russa has his uh, rotation for the playoffs, looks like, set up perfectly. So uh, it's time for the White Sox to get on the roll. On the roll. They took three out of five from Cleveland. Uh, you have a soft schedule between now and the end of the season as we said Lakina before the season started I had them winning 90 games 91 92 games so looks like he's going they're going to meet them up perhaps maybe even a couple more wins more than we expected but this is going to be a 90 plus win team and that's and- a beautiful thing to see
1: yeah, and I think that's sort of a good thing, especially too. I mean, look, you, you play with who you play in your schedule. I know, I know, some fans would probably rather they play like some of the top teams so they can kind of get into the groove on their way into the playoffs. But look, if you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat up, and it, it's it's fine. I mean, you want you would rather be in a groove, especially you don't want to be limping into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I think that's again, look, I you're not, you're not we're not, not going to get too much out of the. I I think you know Lewis Lewis going to start resting guys, I believe. So. You know, it it it's okay. I mean, like, for they're in the division, they'll get the three, they'll get the three seats. So I'm not like too concerned about it right now.
0: You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Sin Lakina here with you. If you want to comment on the White Sox or anything else that happened in the world of baseball from this past weekend, you could do so on our YouTube page at Sports Zone Chicago or on our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago. Leave your comments or questions in the comments section. Lakina will put them up on the air and read them to you. Lakina, Carlos Rodon, I'm not going to say I'm not worried, but what, hap- what will happen on Wednesday will tell if Rodon is going to be a key factor in the playoffs. Because as I said before, uh, just a couple of seconds ago, if he pitches less than five innings, something's going on and we just don't know about. I know Carlos Rodon's a free agent at the end of the year and he's looking out for himself and I get it. But if he pitches less than five innings, something's wrong. And I know, I know that the, this is first-world problems for the White House because this is why we give a, a shout-out to GM Rick Rickon. You have so much depth w- um, among this roster. Yeah, uh, if you um, and we talked about, about it with Christine Manica on Friday, our, our guest for for this year for the uh, pick-em segment for the NFL. In a perfect world, you want to rest Rodon just in case something happens on Wednesday. If you happen to get by the Astros in the division series. Uh, you could save Rodon for the America League Championship Series, but, you know, you could have things uh, planned out well, but anything could happen. But I'm waiting to see what happens in this start for Rodon on Wednesday.
1: I, I Look, I'm a little concerned about him. I'm not going to lie. I think you, you, he listens to the comments. I know he wants to – I don't want to say downplay. I think he wants to reassure folks that, you know what, look, I'm mm-hmm. fine. I just need a little rest, blah, blah, blah. But I would rather he would start, ha, make his start, so that we can, I can, we can see that he is ready for the playoffs. If he's not going to be hundred percent, need to be, need to tell us now. And if you're going to need Rodon, and look, we don't know what Keuchel, how Keuchel is. You know, you may try to put Kopech in there. You may have a couple other guys that you may want to think about in case Ron, you know, Rondon can't go. But I'm a little concerned, you know, especially you know we had tired arm and this. I'm, I'm just not. This doesn't mm-hmm. I'm I'm a I am i do not want to say I'm like I don't like I don't want to you know, like flashing red lights or you know that kind of thing, but I am a little con- I think level of concern I would say if of one, it's good one test, probably like about a six right now. Uh
0: I think we said this all throughout the whole second half of the year, Lakina. Your top starter is Lance Lynn, which I'll get to what I saw for him on Saturday in just a moment. But your number, game one starter will pro- most likely be Lance Lynn. Your game two starter will most likely will be G. Alito. He had a great outing yesterday. His pitch count has been building up over the last three starts since he's returned from the IL. And your game three starter right now, he had a great game on Friday, and that's Dylan Cease.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm, you know, it looks like he's, you know, doing you know, pretty well. I know he was a little bit banged up in his last start, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, but like I said, I think, you know, better to have these injuries now than actually during the playoffs. So you want to hope that. If, they, if someone is hurt, or if someone you know goes through a slump, he has somebody else there mm-hmm. to kind of pick up the slack. So, if you're Tony La Russa, look this is this is your first radio, rodeo, I should say. So mm-hmm. you know you know what to do. You know you know to take pieces in and out whenever you need to.
0: Yeah, scoring update: top four in Detroit. The White Sox just tied the game at one, courtesy of Yasmari Grandal's a solo sh- shot into. Right field. So the White Sox and Tires are tied at one in the top of the fourth inning in Detroit. We'll keep you posted between now and two o'clock. Lakina, let's talk about Yasmani Grandal in that Sox offense. As we, as I mentioned in yesterday's game, no home runs, but um, almost disastrous base running between Tim Anderson and Billy Hamilton. But Billy Hamilton scored, <laughs> scored with his speed that they gave the White Sox a little cushion. I know Luis Robert it had a solo shot on Friday in that one nothing game against the Indians, helping out Dylan Cease. Saturday's game, they were missing in action, and I'll get to Lance Land in just a second. But that offense, it looks like it's starting to come around a bit, as we saw on Thursday in that game one of the doubleheader, which clinched the division. Uh, they started to ma- manufacture runs. I know they did it with the long ball twice, courtesy of Tim Anderson. But it seems to me that these guys are locked in. And they're ready to go. As we mentioned, Lakina, you cannot always depend on the home run. You have to manufacture runs, and you have to have some—not just uh, a stealing bases, but you got to have a smart base running as well. Because let's be honest, that's been the White Sox's Achilles' Hill over the last few years or so. It, uh, we may not have paid attention to it as much this year, but it's been a problem here and there this year as well.
1: It, it has, and you hope that's not going to be a problem. You know, going to the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. if they if they actually do end up playing Houston, a veteran team like Houston will take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So you better hope that that that's not going to be a problem. But again, like I said before, we talked about it last week. I mean, you, you want guys that if you know if Abreu or Anderson or you, you want guys like Grendahl, you want guy guys like Hamilton to kind of step up, and also Andrew Vaughn too, if he's going to be a part of the playoff roster. You want guys mm-hmm. like that to step up in case those top guys you know they go into a slump. The last thing he wants to have everybody go into the slump at the exact same time, which is something that you hope that that, that doesn't happen. But, and, and look, I, I, I kind of like, you know, how, how, how he's doing it. But, and again, it's going to be very interesting to see where, where this goes with the White Sox. Cause I kind of feel like I think the sky's the limit for them, but it also too weird things happen, especially in the divisional uh, series. So, you know, you, you hope that no, like a, a pass ball or an error or, you know, you just miss a home run mm-hmm. or, you know, you get strikeout.
0: You don't want that kind of thing to kind of come back to bite you in the butt. So, speaking of biting things in the butt, let's turn our, our attention to the rest of the Major League Baseball since we have less than a week to go now, between now and the end of the regular season. The Boston Red Sox, I believe, they're still tied with the Yankees for the AL Wild Card lead. They yeah, got they swept. Are. Yeah, they got swept by the Yankees over the weekend. Like, you know, I did watch some of the action last night. Um, switching between that and the Sunday night football, Aaron Judge with the go-ahead uh, RBI, uh, two-run uh-huh. RBI double. John uh, Carlos saying that ball is still going over the green monster. How uh, they, they, they found either one of those uh, those balls yet? Not, <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: I'm like, have they found? Of them? Yeah,
0: yeah. He had a great series uh, over the weekend. Three home runs, ten RBI. Uh, the, uh, the pitching was uh, good enough for the Yankees, the Red Sox. As I told you, Lakina, all year, they've been doing it with offense. I don't like the back end of their rotation. Their bullpen's been suspect at best. What I, what did I say all year long? It came true this weekend. If you paid attention to that series,
1: yeah. The, and look, I'm sure if you're a uh, Red Sox fan, you're probably like just kicking yourself right now. And mm-hmm. and look, the good news is that like, you can kind of get back into it. And but then you got look, yeah. Toronto sort of, like, you know, behind you. And also, you have Seattle, mm-hmm. too, you know. And they got some – both of them have a big series coming up. So, we'll get to that in a second. But that that series, I think the Yankees are – I think we all had the Yankees left for dead. It turns out, ah, they're alive. So, again, yep. we'll see how how far they go as we get to like, this late week of the season.
0: Also, too, congratulations to the Milwaukee Brewers for finally clinching the. NL Central Division Championship for 2021. They defeated the, the halfless New York Mets 8 4. Lakina, as I said uh, throughout the last couple of months, the Milwaukee Brewers are the poor uh, the National League's version of the Chicago White Sox running away with the Central Division. As I said before, the last few weeks, it's between them and the San Francisco Giants uh, for a home field advantage throughout the NL playoffs. Whoever gets, I believe, will represent the National League in the World Series.
1: Yeah, it's good. And like I said before, that the, the Brewers kind of had a little bit of a, a setback, but you mm-hmm. know, we'll we'll see how that you know how, how that ends for them. But and look, I think that it, it took them a while. That they'll, they'll probably tell you that it took them longer than it should have. I'm sure great <laughs> Council will tell you that. But you know, they did enough to win the division. You know, they were kind of well out in reach. Now, as far as the NL East is concerned, the Braves and the Phillies. They played tonight. The Braves are two and a half up. This is it for
0: Philadelphia. They're not getting the wild card. I'll explain why in in a minute. But uh, this is it for Philadelphia. They must take two out of three or sweep.
1: I think you you got got to sweep. I think you want to take it out of your hands and kind of put yourself in the driver's seat. And then they're two and a half up. So, I I mean, are they capable? I mean, look, it helps. They, They have them at home, which is a good thing. Well, actually, they're going to Atlanta. And actually, that first game will be tomorrow on FS1. So, make sure you guys check that out. I think if, yeah, this is it for if you're the Phillies, because you're not going to be able to, you're not going to get win the wild card. So you might as well forget about that. So this is sort of like, you know, this is a, se- this is a season for you. So if you, yeah. you better get it together.
0: Yeah. Uh, and speaking of the NL wild card race, uh, the San Diego Padres are officially eliminated. Uh, Cincinnati's still mathematically in there, but they'll be eliminated too within the next couple of days or so, which brings up the St. Louis Cardinals. They're on the current 16 game winning streak after sweeping away the, the Chicago Cubs, the Cubs. Uh, uh, home schedule. That part of the, 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 the their home schedule for the 2021 season is over. It ends in the sweep in the hands of the Cardinals. And I, I want to ask this question to our audience, but first to you, Lakina. Gabe Kapler, who's the manager of the San Francisco Giants, they're going to win the NL West, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have over 100 wins. They've, they've been the surprise team in baseball from start to finish. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike Schilt, uh, the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, they got hot over the last month, month and a half. And it looks like they're going to win 90 plus games to secure that second wild card spot behind the Los Angeles Dodgers, who already have over 100 wins. Could you make a serious argument for Mike Schilt for St. Louis being the National League Manager of the Year? We all thought it was a runaway for Gabe Kapler of San Francisco. I still I'm think it saying, is. I, I still think still
1: it still, is. You still think it is? Uh, yes. Yes. Because, look, the okay. Cardinals, people thought the Cardinals were going to be right there in the NL Central. Yeah, you know, they had this nice little run late. Now, this that one of two ways for them. They either they you know they keep it up and they get to the, you know, the LCS or whatever, or they could end up losing in the divisional round. That's basically that's it for me. And look, Kepler, no, no, no one was nothing from the Giants. People thought the Giants are going to be um, you know selling off guys. To me, I think Kepler's the, the the clear winner here.
0: But I don't think it's a clear runaway as we think. Yes, car, the Cardinals have. Let me oh, think
1: well, that though.
0: Here's the thing. The Cardinals had injuries, just like the White Sox, just like uh, the Cubs. But it's uh, the the Cardinals didn't sell out their guys at, at the trade deadline. They picked up veterans like John Lester and a couple other uh, backup guys. And in the middle of August, they decided to go on the run. Paul Schm- Paul Goldschmidt, their first baseman, decided to pick it up. Nolan uh, Arenado started to turn around, and they started pitching started to turn a- around as well. Now, I'm not hating on Gay Kapler. Uh, like I said, they've been winning from start to finish. But who expected St. Louis to win almost when there it looks like they're going to win over 90 games to clinch the second wildcard spot? Yes, folks, this is a regular season war. We get that. But who expected the Cardinals to win 16 games in a row, let alone be in this position with the last week uh, the, in the last week to go in the regular season? They were in the same position as the Cubs in June. We all, including your surely, count them out. Who expected them to be on the verge of winning ninety plus games and knocking three, four teams off to go to the playoffs for a chance to play the Los Angeles Dodgers? No one did.
1: But did anybody have the Giants? You know, be right there for the NL West division?
0: No, they didn't. Which and I'll is- and I'll give you and I, and I'll give you that the Cardinals were more the favorite going into the season in terms of making it in the playoffs than the Giants. I get where you're coming from, but the way that the St. Louis Cardinals have played over the last month, month and a half. Uh Mike shields should get more credit. I'm not hating on Gabe Kapler. The Giants organization, their team has had a great year. I'm just saying, um, Mike Schultz should steal votes from Kapler uh, and for think, NFL, and and he, NFL manager of the year. Yeah, he'll get a a, a token yeah. um, vote. I get it, but you can work, make a real case for him uh, winning NFL right. manager of the year.
1: Look, look, I, look, I, I get. It. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not belittling what he's done, but again, you know, yeah, they got hot. yo, know, they, you know, again, this is only to go, go one of two ways. They could end up, you know, going all the way to NLCS, or they could end up losing in NLDS. To I me, mean, that's all. There's only one or two ways they can go for the Cardinals at this point. No one expected the Giants to get this far, and and look, if you look at their roster, I mean, look, they got a bunch of you know cast. I don't want to say you know cast offs and misfits, but <laughs> you got. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, just look. I mean, it, it's sort of like you know, look. it's look you gotta give your credit to you know to um kepler for what he's done with a bunch look a lot of these guys a lot of people thought were going to be gone and look the guy chris bryant you know they've been playing even better you know he's actually been you know very productive for them so and and, and look i i think look I'm, i'm sure he'll get his votes but you know i think kepler he won't run away with it i'll give you that but i think he'll definitely have a lot more first place votes but that's just my opinion
0: Whose side are you on? Yours truly for Mike Schilt for NL Manager of the Year for the St. Louis Colonels or you're on Lakina's side who has Gabe Kepler as her National League Manager of the Year from the San Francisco Giants. You can place your comments in our comment sections right here on YouTube at SportsZone Chicago or on our Facebook page at SportsZoneChicago. Uh, place your votes right there in the comment section. Lakina will get those comments and votes up on the air for you. Lakina, I just think that Mike Schilt doesn't get the credit that he deserves. I know he's a Tony La Russa protege yeah, I know that uh, they were left for dead in the middle of the season. They had the same situation as the Cubs, but they righted the ship while the Cubs and Jay Hoyer, they did what they did. But uh, the Cardinals, they're on the verge of winning 90 games. And no, it's not in typical 90-win fashion like the San Francisco Giants starting from day one up into day 160, game 162. But they should be given more credit right now. I know people are going to look at the hot Oh, yeah, they got lucky. Look who they play. You play the teams on the schedule. You shouldn't apologize for it. As we said before, if you're a good team, you play at or slightly uh, 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 at 500 against the good teams, you should dominate the bad teams. And that's what the the St. Louis has been doing over the last month or so.
1: Should be interesting. Now, um, some very interesting series coming up starting tomorrow for some of these. You got the Yankees in Toronto. This Mm -hmm. is a big for Toronto if you want to stay within distance of that AL wild card. Could you, you call
0: know, this an elimination series for Toronto?
1: I think so. I think it is. Yeah, I think so too. We have talked about Philly and Atlanta. This you know, Philly needs to, at the very least, win the series, if not sweep. I think that might be. Yeah. If you're if you're the Philly, like you better hope you can sweep. You know, that's starting tomorrow as well. You know, the the A's and the Mariners are going to be playing each other too. They're playing each other again tonight. Yeah, who no, eliminates
0: who first? Yeah, that's what's going to come down to.
1: St. Louis and Milwaukee, that's another one, uh, another big series. Um, San Diego and the Dodge. I know San Diego, we'll see how they look. You know, are they going to be kind of like dragging along? You know, they've been eliminated from the playoffs. So, or, or will they, they like, play
0: spoiler? Yeah, yeah. Or will they play spoiler in terms of the Dodges winning that um, NL West?
1: Arizona, and San Fran. Like I think Arizona trying to show a little bit of fight. So if you're yep. a San Fran, don't take them lightly. You know, unfortunately, the Dodgers lost one of you know one of their games. They lost their Saturday game. So I guess the uh, the Diamondbacks. So now they're the two two game hole. But again, we'll see how they look. Um, uh, Tampa Bay, and Houston. This is more for like a like seating purposes. I mm-hmm. think. You know, this this could this be a world this could be a, a AL ALCS preview. We might see. I and mean, this is all kind of like for seating, I think. Both of you know, Houston I remember Houston has not clinched their division yet. So that could be another mm-hmm. another. And they got thing. swept
0: over the weekend against Oakland. <laughs>
1: yes, they did. So Oakland still showed a little bit of fight. Also, like I said, speaking of Oakland and Seattle, they have a four game or so. This could be an mm-hmm. elimination, uh elimination uh game for a uh, elimination series, I should say for them. So some really interesting series coming up. This weekend in MLB.
0: Yeah, we're starting to see things come into clear view now. As we uh, as we said, we are six days away from the regular season ending next Sunday. As we said, f- so for some of these key series, uh, it's an it's an elimination series for for the teams trailing. If you're in third, fourth, fifth place in, in your wild card stands, like Seattle, Oakland, Phil- Philadelphia, going back to the nationally, as as I said before, they don't they do not have a chance. Of you know what? For the wild card, but they got to take two out of three from Atlanta. Sweeping should be the first thing on their mind. It's going to be difficult, but sweeping almost guarantees them with that uh, a bad chance for them winning the division. If you take two out of three, that knocks a game off. You're still in it, but you're still playing with house money. But if you take one out of three or get swept, it's over for you.
1: Yeah, I think that's sort of – I think if you're the Phillies, this is, you. I think you would prefer the sweep. That way they can get a little <laughs> bit of a cushion there. You'll be a half game up. Yeah. If you went, if they if they went to if they went two out of three, I mean, yeah, you're still gonna be up a game and a half, but uh, the the Braves play the Mets. We'll talk about that on on Friday show, but the Braves play the Mets this weekend and let me see if I can get who Philly plays real quick. Um We'll see how the Mets are, they've been a limit. And also the uh, Philly plays Miami. Miami, they've had their issues with Miami this year. So you <laughs> better. So uh, yeah, so this is sort of like, this is kind of like gonna be the series here. So if you wanna a chance to win the division, it's a vision or bust because you're not gonna get in the wild card. So if you're the Phillies, you better hope you can sweep Atlanta.
0: Yeah, scoring update from Detroit. The White Sox, the top of the fourth inning has been matching for them. They have put up a six spot as they lead the Tigers by the score of six to one in the top of the fourth inning with one out and a man on Lakina. As we said before, the White Sox, they have only one home run so far today. That's courtesy of Yasmani Grandal. But the other five runs have been courtesy of, uh, of um, manufacturing runners over and smart base running. We're starting to see that uh, again here today from the Southsiders.
1: Yeah, it looks like they. You know, I'm sure. Look, I'm sure if you're the White Sox, you want to try to win as many as you can. That way, you can have momentum going into the um, going into the playoffs. So yeah, so so far so good for the uh, the White Sox. <clears throat> excuse me. Now we're up against it, sis. So we got to take a really quick break. But don't worry, we're <clears throat> excuse me. I can't talk for some reason. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna you to talk some college football, some big upsets there also too. The NBA starts their media day with a couple of uh. Guys are not going to be practicing just yet um, for the Bulls and a few others, so we'll get you. And also to our Ryder Cup update, whether it's their likes it or not. <laughs>
0: with this, with You're going to make it quick.
1: <laughs> uh, may- maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Kristine <laughs> Brown, I'm like kidding The second city sports on Sports Zone Chicago. We'll see you on the other side of this break. I it is this really quick.
2: AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton
3: remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be, we're going to say that three years from now, but at the same point in time for him, um, there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this, which is good too. Like, that's what we want. We want that to happen.
2: Download the free score app, lightning fast updates. So you never miss a thing. It's why the score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the sports flash on the Sports zone, Chicago.
5: So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report.
1: Limitations apply.
0: Welcome back to our last segment for this Monday edition of Second City Sports, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. Lakina, let's review uh, uh, some of the key games from this past Saturday in the in week four from the world of college football. Starting right here in Chicago, it was number twelve Notre Dame over number eighteen Wisconsin, forty one to thirteen. It was an ugly sl- slugout, defensive battle for the first. Two and a half, three quarters, but Notre Dame took advantage of, of Wisconsin's mistakes in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, I mean they had um well, the uh, pump return for a touchdown. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, okay, yippee. Okay, <laughs> uh, Wisconsin, I look very good, and I think the talent just isn't there for them this year. And you know that that defense, okay, yippee. All right, let's keep going. Like like I said, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm not like. I can't really like get excited over a Notre Dame win. I'm sorry. I just, just, just keep going.
0: <laughs> I'm not a Notre Dame fan either, but you had to give them props of what they did on Saturday here in Chicago. It was number six Penn state over Villanova 38 to 17.
1: Yeah, a nice showing for Penn State. You know, no letdown for them. And look, Villanova was actually a pretty good team from the FCS. Yes, I know people were people were calling off guard. Wait, Villanova has got a football team cuz they've been so successful in basketball. Yes, we they You all brought it up, up on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I they actually have a pretty good football team as well, the FCS. I think they've actually been to the finals a couple of t- a few times in the recent years. So, <laughs> they've to, you know, they got Look, I mean, Clifford had a, a nice showing, you know, throwing for 400 y- 400 uh 400 yards. Uh, yeah, so they just not to win that game. So, it, it's Look, it, it's okay. <laughs> Look, you, you, you'll take it if you're if you're Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Sid. Sorry. <laughs> yeah,
0: let's keep it in the Big Ten family. It was Northwestern thirty-five, Ohio six. Pef is Fitzgerald and the boys get back on track.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, like I said before, on Friday, Ohio's kind of going through the motions. You know, Frank Stollers retired. You know, they got a new staff, so they're kind of implementing that. They're 0-3, unfortunately, now. And look, Northwestern. Look, if you're if you're Northwestern, you, you'll take the win because you know you needed that win after some of the other losses that you've had. This you have this so far in the first early weeks of the season. So,
0: the Minnesota Golden Gophers were upset at home by Bowling Green by the score of 14-10.
1: The Mighty Falcons of Bowling Green. Yes. Um, they were uh yeah, they were uh favored, I guess, by like 30 and a half, you know. Uh, the Gophers, I mean, um mm-hmm. that was the largest upset, you know, time for the largest upset. So if you took Bowling Green in the under, <laughs> you had a pretty good Saturday. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm sure PJ is gonna be smarting over this one. So just a, not a good loss for the golden gophers.
0: Uh, in the Battle of Texas, it was the long course over the Texas Tech Red Raiders, 70 to 35. I definitely missed this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I thought it was 70. a
0: basketball score, but it wasn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, they scored, Yeah, I mean, they, this, is, this is, I think the last time they scored 70 was when Vince Young led them to the national championship, you know, over uh, Colorado where uh, Joel, you know, here's a, a trivia for you. Joel Clout was the quarterback for Colorado that that game, the big championship game. They, you know, they got shellacked. Go on YouTube. Look up TNL 5, Big 12 Championships, 70-3. Good grief. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, tech, I'm not going to say Texas is back. I'm not going to try to be funny about it. But, look, I think mm-hmm. if you're Texas, I think you'll, you'll take the win. And if you're Sarkeesian, I think you have a good show as you get deeper and deeper into Big 12 play.
0: Still undefeated out of the Big East, I still believe. It was the Boston College Golden Eagles. ACC. over ACC. ACC now. Mm. Told you where my head's in. (laughs) It's still at being old school. It was Boston College 41-34 in overtime over the Missouri Tigers.
1: Yeah, that was actually a pretty good game. I caught a little bit of that. I
0: I will say this about Boston College. I I saw a stat that had been undefeated this early since 2007 that was in matt ryan's the quarterback this yes. has been a long time
1: yes it has and they've got their play play like they, they can run the ball you know Garwo the third i mean he can run the ball so he might look i'm he's only a sophomore so he might not he might be a guy i know like a lot of eagles fans are gonna be lobbying for him to get some Heisman consideration but he still got a, he got over 100 over 400 uh rushing yards this year so um, like I'm kind of like in that realm of you know, look I think look BC and Wake Forest are undefeated in the uh, ACC, so you know it's I'm I'm kind of like wow, no one really saw that coming.
0: Yeah, this next game took place in Dallas. It was number 16, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, they get by number seven, Texas A&M, 2010.
1: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Wow. I mean, I, I think, look, Sam Pym, who's a the coach there, he's looking really good right now for uh, Arkansas. He had to wait like 30 years for his first head coaching job. And look at that. So, <laughs> yeah, but look, I mean, look, CJ Jefferson, who's their quarterback you know, for Arkansas. You know, he's, I have to say, though, and look, I don't, look, Arkansas has a tough one against uh, Georgia on Saturday. So we'll see if they're for real. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, this, this should look, I, we'll see if Arkansas is for real.
0: Yeah, speaking of Georgia, they, they get by uh, their opponent number uh, by, uh, um, by Vanderbilt, 62 to nothing. So like you said, Arkansas better be ready for next week because uh, it, Georgia, we all know their, their physical team up front, especially on the offensive defensive lines. Arkansas is the same way, but they're growing and improving every week. So we'll see what happens there. Continuing with our review of Kyle's football week far from saturday as you're listening to second city sports right here on sports on chicago sid LaKeena here with you let's stay in the state of illinois uh northern illinois the huskies they get by maine by the score 41 to 14 but the final line i not <laughs> they didn't do so well they, they lost to purdue by the score 13 to 9 staying in the big 10 it was maryland over kent state 37 to 16 uh, let's go out to the west coast san diego state they get by townsend 48 to 21 and number nine, Clemson, uh, they were upset by NC State by the score of 27 to 21 in two overtimes.
1: Yeah, which breaks, I believe, a 34-game winning streak in the ACC. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, look, I don't know if it's a talent there, that the talent isn't there at the moment, or maybe because they're young, but it, it, it's just not there for them right now. And, look, I think, I'm sure a lot of Clemson fans are a little, you know, freaked out about because they're not used to being in this, uh, this situation. <laughs> but, again, I mean, like. I mean i I don't really know what 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 to say about this I mean you know look give North look what the what they there do I mean I think this is the first time they went fifteen yeah. years that they've won they've been a ranked team in the ACC so you know good mm-hmm. for them and like I said we'll we'll see how it goes for uh Clemson but it's something good for them right now
0: from the big house Hills number nineteen the Michigan Wolverines, they get by workers by the score of twenty to thirteen
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean look, I think I think Michigan made that a little more interesting than it needed to be. So <laughs> but uh yeah, right. I mean, but look, I think Michigan just did just enough to win it and you know, it, you'll you'll take it if you're if you're uh, Jim Harbaugh, because you'll know, look look has always given them a hard has given them a hard time the last couple of times they played. And you know, Gray Channel's actually actually had some playing pretty well Rutgers, so I'm really mm-hmm. not surprised that you know it kinda got so wired like that. But Michigan did just enough to win that game. Their defense did so.
0: Yeah, number 23, Auburn Tigers. After losing at Happy Valley last Saturday night, they uh, they get back on track with a 34-24 win over Georgia State. Speaking of a ba- basketball schools, it was Duke over Kansas in football, 52-33. Go figure that one out. Let's go over to the West Coast. It was number 24, the UCA- UCLA Bruins getting by Stanford, 35-24. Yeah. Chip Kelly's back on the cool seat for the moment. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think for UCLA, you needed that one after losing to Fresno State. So you really needed a win like that. Um, Unfortunately, you know, for SC, I mean, you lose a tough one to Oregon State, you know, 45-27. And if you looked at the the Rose Bowl, uh, Sid, it did not, you know, that that place, like, (laughs) like, good grief.
0: Number eleven, the Florida Gators. They uh, they dominate the Tennessee Volunteers, thirty-eight to fourteen. And going back to the Big Ten in overtime, it was number twenty, Michigan State, the Spartans. They get by the Nebraska Cornhuskers, 23-20.
1: <laughs> yeah, they needed, yeah, need uh a, a, a overtime to beat them. You know, after you know, our, you know or uh, Nebraska had a chance to actually steal that win, but they made some mistakes too. So you, you'll take the win though if you're uh, <laughs> if you're Mel Tucker, but. You know, that was a, a crazy game from a start to finish there. Uh, I, I, well, here's the thing, though, about uh, that, that uh, Miami score. They beat uh, Central Connecticut State from the FCS 69 nothing. Dick Vitale made a, a thing where, well, how dare they run up the score and blah, blah, blah. I mean, like Alabama does at least like once a year with to an FCS score. We're still and,
0: using that 1970s, 80s argument running yeah. up the score. yeah I mean, I let on. it go. God.
1: It's always, it's always with Miami. Always with Miami. Always well, Miami, everyone else, you know, Notre Dame does that's done it over your know, years before, you know, Alabama does at least once a year to somebody, you know. But then it, it'll might, it Miami does it, it's a problem, really.
0: Come let on. it go, people, let it go. It's 2021, but anywho, uh, the Saturday night showcase game, the num- number four ranked o- Oklahoma Sooners that get by West Virginia on the last second field goal 16 13. Lakina, the one word. For this game was defense. I expected some high scoring, didn't get it. West Virginia had their chances, but Oklahoma escaped with the last second field goal win.
1: Yeah, and for people who were, uh, ch- I mean, and then for the, for the folks that were chanting, um, a Rattler, you know, for his replacement, Caleb Williams, I mean, you know, come on, guys. I mean, look, West <laughs> defense actually is pretty good. So for anybody that was chanting him to, you know, to replace Rattler, it's not his fault mostly. I mean, we, we told mm-hmm. you on Friday, West Virginia can score, and they actually can play a pretty good defense. So yeah. But they were able to pull that out. And look, you're going to have those kind of games in the, in the Big 12.
0: So Yeah, number 21, North Carolina, the Tar Heels. They were upset by the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, 45-22. And um, going back to the West Coast, Pac-12 football. Washington gets by California, 31-24 in overtime. Arizona State, Herm Edwards, they get back on track with a 35-13 win over the Colorado Buffaloes. And number three, Oregon, they get by. They dominate uh, the Arizona Wildcats. I think they still winless, forty-one to nineteen.
1: Yeah, Arizona's got some new people there, so yeah, it's gonna be, gonna <laughs> be a tough season for the Wildcats. Um, going back to that uh, Arkansas a uh, And M game, this is actually the first time that Arkansas has beaten both Texas mm-hmm. and Texas a And M the same season. Yeah, go all the way back to nineteen eighty eight when they're still they're all in the Southwest Conference together. So that's go a little old school trivia there, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, like I said, yo, it's gonna be tough though because they got to play Georgia this weekend.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, as we mentioned, every Friday uh, during our second segment of the show in our first hour for our hashtag Football Friday around twelve thirty or so, Lakina will give you her top games for uh, this week's action in the world of college football. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Wrapping up today's show uh, in our last segment, along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. Lakina. Uh, today is the media day for all 32 NBA teams uh, mm-hmm. across the country. including here in Chicago, Lakina Kyrie Irving has um, didn't show up to media day. Uh, uh, you can go into more in depth than I am. I know he's his own man. Why he? he, he <laughs> uh, if you want to tackle that subject, go ahead. Now we can move on to the Bulls. I,
1: uh, yeah, I don't I, hate I don't the guy, to. but
0: it, okay. Okay. Yeah,
1: I don't want to get into that. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm like, look, if, look, let him do what he wants to. He's a grown yeah. man. I know people want to, you know, make, you know, you want to be a police his life. I mean, look, whatever views he have, okay, he disagrees with you guys, okay, mm-hmm. fine, whatever. He marches to be of his own drummer. For those of you who are wondering why we're, what we're talking about, he's actually not going to be, he's going to be hold off of Trinity Camp for right now due to health and safety protocols. You know, he's not vaccinated, okay. And then that's going to be another thing. But I, I, look, like I said, we've been saying this for the longest. I I don't know what else to say about what else what can you say about Kyrie? I mean, it, it's it's sort of like okay. I mean, I'm I'm not. I'm kind of at that point where I say we're like I really don't care what look they they're adults They can do what they want. Leave them alone, and look, we all know that he's not. You know, he's he's in his own mind. Let, let's say it that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you couldn't have said it any better. Now, let's go over to the Chicago Bulls. Of course, we mentioned on Friday, Patrick Williams is going to be out 46 weeks, so he's going to miss the start of the season. Colby White, who has off-season shoulder surgery, he he's supposed to return by early November uh, at the earliest. Lakina, as we said before, we will get more in-depth into the Bulls as as the regular season goes. Uh, uh, as we, as the regular season, uh, as we draw closer to the start of the regular season, but this Bulls team on paper looks good. As we said before, uh, if we have any comments or quotations that we we see uh, out there, we'll give them to before we check up out of here at two o'clock. But as I said before, Lakeena, looking at this Bulls team, just snap snapshot before preseason. I still expect this team with their early season schedule throughout the first couple weeks to get off to a good start, but looking at that roster when they uh, finally uh, hopefully they stay healthy throughout the, the year when they get the two keys, two key, two geek, key guys back, as I mentioned. <laughs> say that five times fast, but yeah, soon as they get sure. Patrick Williams uh, and Kobe White back, I still expect this team to be not just competitive but more than competitive. It would be a very good team. How, how far can they go? We'll see. All I say is Make the playoffs, stay out of the number seven, and stay basically injury-free. If you can do those three things, it's a successful season. Now, once they get to the playoffs, should they make it, the sky's the limit from there. But this season is about being consistent, making the playoffs, not having any major injuries, and staying out of number seven. I, and my ceiling as of right now, this team can win 47, 48 games. I really believe that.
1: Yeah, I think they can too, and I, and I feel like maybe – look, this is, this team here is sort of like that, you know, that, that team that you really, as long as everyone stays healthy and look, while this, you know, this injury with Patrick Williams is not ideal, but I guess it's better. It happens now. And like, like we said on Friday, Kobe's going to like, he's going to be on track to come back perhaps in sometime November. So that's good news too. If you're a bulls fan, I, I mean, I think they can win 40. I, I heard, I heard like the over like 41 and a half, which is like barely, barely at 500, which I find that kind of like, really. Really?
0: Yeah, call me crazy, but I find that to be odd too.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is sort of odd, but uh, I, yeah, I think they can. I think they can win more. I think they can win about forty-five to forty-eight games. Like that, I think that's mm-hmm. their ceiling. Yeah, I feel like they they've got the talent to do. They got the coaches that can do it. And look, I like look, as long as everyone stays healthy for the most part, I think they can do it. They can finish as long as they can stay out of the um the top. Like as long as they stay say like outside of the six, like say like in the top six, they can you know. Perhaps maybe you know stay away from the play in. They, they they that's a successful season for them. Now it's gonna be
0: interesting, <coughs> excuse me. It's gonna be interesting to see how the roles of Zach Levine and Demar DeRozan are, are gonna affect this thing because as we mentioned, Kobe White is not gonna be there to start the year along with Patrick Williams. How much load does Zach Levine can can he pick up? Now he has DeMar DeRozan uh, at, at his hip. Uh, how much of the score load would those two share? to trying to compensate the losses of those two young players. Uh, Yes, uh, I know we haven't mentioned uh, Nikolai Vucevic yet. He's going to do a fine job in the middle offensively. We know he's not a defensive person. But how much of the scoring load can DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine pick up until those two guys get back? And number two, how much will it be put on um, uh, hometown rookie Io Desumu's shoulders? Will they bring him all along solely, or will they try to put a little bit more responsibility on him to kind of compensate for the absence of Kobe White to start the year?
1: Well, and also, too, I think that's a good thing you have a lot of depth there. I think that's sort of like, you know, hopefully, I'm sure IO is probably going to get, you know, he'll probably have to pick up the slack for Kobe, you know, for both Kobe White and Patrick Williams now. So I think the onus is going to be on him. And also, if you're, you know, Zach Levine, I think. That's why it's a good thing you have, you have Fish and now you have DeRozan, now you have mm-hmm. um, Lonzo Ball. I mean, you have someone there, you have guys that can kind of figure the slack for you, that the only doesn't have to be on mm-hmm. him. So mm-hmm. I think that that's going to help him and his psyche. I know I saw some quotes from, from Arturo cutter kind of, said that he wants to keep Zach here. They want us, you know, he wants to stay here. So, you know, it's hopefully that maybe we can get a contract extension to get. I know he's you know, I know he's, I know he's changed agencies and whatnot, but you know, mm-hmm. I think that's what you want to hear from one of your top, your, that both, you know, your front office guy, your top players on the same page, which is great. So I, I think, look, I think this, I think the seal is there for the Bulls. I think, look, I, I don't think they're better. Look, no one's saying that they're better than the Bucks or the, or the uh, defending, champ, defending champions or the Nets. No one's saying that. Mm-hmm. What I am saying is that are they, I think they're better than, I think they're better than the Knicks. I think they're better than the Heat. I think they're right in that four to four to five range, that four, like three, four, and five range. Again, if everybody stays healthy.
0: Yeah, a couple of other things, too. I want to see how uh, Lanza Ball will mesh with, with the veterans with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. I, I, I juggledly said that this could be Lop City 3.0 at the United Center. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But I want to see how what kind of offices, uh, office offices, that head coach Billy Donovan will run. For, uh, for this Bulls team. Now you have a, a reliable point guard, Lonzo Ball. Uh, he's a facilitator. You, you don't need him to score. He's he's a poor man's Jason kid. Uh, if you're open, he'll find you. And he's also improved his shot over the last couple of years. That's going to be a bonus, so he doesn't have to carry a team like he did with the Lakers before they brought in LeBron James or New Orleans when Zion Williamson, Williamson was missing all those games. So uh, I want to see how what office assistant will this Bulls team have, and that starts with the head coach, Billy Donovan.
1: Yeah and I think now that he has a personnel now I think we'll mm-hmm. see how this offense looks under him. So it should be a, a fun one some other sort of like pre like camp sort of you know media day news like uh, Zion Williamson you know, had to have foot surgery so he'll be back for the opener but he's going to miss the you know, preseason training camp. So there already been issues going on with the Pelicans so now with this this news with Zion I think you know could be a long year in, you know for the Pelicans I think.
0: Yeah, they don't. Uh, I think it's this is a second coach or yes. third coach. Third, second I think coach. It's
1: third. Well, second, I think second, yeah,
0: second coach. And so, uh, if if the, the Pelicans want to keep Zion in New Orleans, uh, they got to have some stability And but most importantly, they're going to have have some better players around here. If they don't do that within the next couple of years, trust me, Zion's going to be the first person out of there. So, I don't know, the guy GM David Griffith, I know he tried to build a, a nice, comparable roster. I know you have all star Brandon Ingram there. Uh, from heels uh, heels an all star from a couple of years ago, so he's a nice piece, but can't build the rest of the team around him in that competitive Western Conference.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be the million dollar question. Mm-hmm. There's Mr. Brown, um, also to Devin Booker, we'll miss the Booker, will Mr. start of the, the, the Suns camp also because of protocols? Um, let's see, all oh, NBA denies uh, Andrew Wiggins vaccine exemption request. I guess he was trying to say that, oh, you know, religious use religious as a mm-hmm. reason, but he's not religious, so you know so uh yeah so he's kind of been a rock and a hard, hard place there and uh also to another issue that kind of made the rounds this morning, David Letterman. Yes, that David Letterman apparently asked <laughs> Kevin Durant. Hey, they why. bushy
0: beard David Letterman. Hey, he yes. looks like Pastor of the Christ has yes, been on TV. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. And uh apparently he asked you know Kevin Durant why they call him KD. And of course, you know, the video kind of does it justice. I, I don't know if this was a bit or I don't know if this is you know, like you know, I don't know if they were like pulling the people's legs here, but you know, of course, you know, KD, you know, you know, Kevin Durant, KD. So it's just, I don't like I said, I think, I think it might've been all been a bit. I, I don't think it was like, I, I, I never, never was a big sports fan. So I I doubt mm-hmm. he, I, I doubt he didn't know why, what, why they call Kevin Durant KD, but you know, you never know. You never know with him. I think it may have just been a bit, but who knows? Um, you know, we got the you know, photos. I know they're starting to practice in Los Angeles for both the Clippers and the Lakers. So, gonna be interesting to see how these those two teams sort of you know kind of look. You know, as we get into the you know preseason, the season coming up.
0: You know, the Clippers are gonna have the new arena coming within the uh, the start yeah. of the twenty twenty four twenty five season. So, and Steve Ballmer, uh, uh, he's a $3 billionaire, there, $3 yeah. billion dollar there. And so they're going to there $3 billion there. So they're going to lead. Of course, they share uh, uh, space with the Lakers in terms of basketball purposes for the Staples Center. They're going to build that. He, he owns the forum, which I didn't know. He said owns yeah, the, he of the forum. So they're going to build yes, that new does. arena over it. So uh, it's a game changer for, uh, for the city of Los Angeles.
1: If you saw the blueprints for the other uh, arena, they look phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's, it's going to take a couple of years, you know, for it to build. But I think if you're a Clippers fan, and I know there actually are some out there now, well, especially with the team's recent success. success the fact that you're going to have your own arena, you don't have to share with the Lakers anymore what you've been since you got to, got to Los Angeles. You're mm-hmm. going to have your own arena now in a few years. Praise the Lord if you're Frankie Munez and yeah. other you know, famous Clippers fans, other Clippers fans famous and not famous. You're feeling pretty good now. You're gonna have your own arena in a couple of years.
0: Yeah, they've been sharing that uh, that Staples Center with the Lakers for the last 22 years. So uh, it's finally nice to see them get their own home. They, they haven't had their own home since the LA Sports Arena, which looked like Big Mama's basement in that little light in this dark.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, like a basement. Yeah, a <laughs> basement. It's crazy. Um, let's see what else.
0: Um, Ben Simmons is not reporting to training camp, but. Uh, well, we well, told that, you that. that it's not well, going to happen.
1: Yeah. Well, that 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 whole thing is just crazy to me. Like, okay, and yeah, I guess like the brother, the 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 the, uh, the Sixers brass try to go to California to try to visit Ben Simmons, but they told him don't. They told him no bother. And you know that whole thing is just they're trying to trade him, but they still can't. They can't find any takers. It's just, it's just the whole thing is just a crazy soap opera.
0: Yeah, like I said before, the, eventually he's going to get traded, but uh, he, he's got to play nice because uh, uh sooner or later he's gonna gonna get fined and he's gonna miss some money and no player likes to have money taken out of their paycheck. so
1: i think i what <laughs> like, like 200 there's like 256 256,000 that for each you know, each day or something like that so yeah like, so pretty God, quickly <laughs> it adds up pretty quick so i'm sure we'll be seeing him in camp soon and also to some nfl news um, the Panthers acquire CJ Henderson from the Jacksonville Jaguars. They, de- they definitely need some secondary help, especially JC Horn. going to be going to be mm-hmm. gone for a while, maybe for the year. So you've got a pretty good, you know, a pretty good corner here, you know, from, from uh, from a couple years ago for the, for the Jags. So they need that desperately.
0: Yes, they do. As Carolina is trying to make the playoffs for the first time in a few years. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports On Chicago. Lakina with you. A couple of minutes left in our last segment of uh, for this Monday edition. LaQuina, the floor is yours. The Ryder Cup. Uh, take it away.
1: <laughs> as I
0: mute myself.
1: <laughs> oh, you mute yourself away, my friend. Uh, the U.S. USA, <laughs> USA just shellacked the Team Europe nineteen and nine. I think that's more like the highest. You know, you know, the most one-sided victory for either side in years. Of, of course, a few years ago, uh, the U.S. beat Europe, uh, the Europe, you know, the Europe team beat the U.S. pretty handily. Um, you know, since the centennial, since it was back, you know, back in, you know, 1979, they extended to all of Europe. You know, back then it was, 1975. that was, it was still, you know, great Britain and Ireland. Um, Dustin Johnson had a nice showing too. He was five and, five and O in all his, you know, all his uh, foursomes and, you know, singles play. He won a singles play yesterday. Join the likes of Arnold Palmer and, you know, also Francesco Molinari did a few years back for Europe and, you know, a couple other guys. So that was a, a nice showing for him. If you saw uh, Rory McElroy's comments, you know, you can, see, you can see the emotion and, you know, they just, you unfortunately know, the Europe team just didn't really have it this year. And I'm thinking that they may, they may change some things because I think what, what they would help the U.S. was that, A, you know, you had Steve Stricker as your captain. He grew up near Whistling Straits. He, you know, he grew up not too far from there. He's won a tournament there, so he knows that that course like the back of his hand. So, you know, that that that's sort of for them to win. And plus, I think right now the U.S. the U.S. actually has a better, you know, a better like group of players from start to finish. Although, you know, you know Hovland got a, had a nice showing for Europe, and Weisberg had a good showing for Europe in their first Ryder Cup. So, um, you're going to be seeing more of those guys. And look, we may see Phil Mickelson in the next U.S. you know Team USA captain for in the Ryder Cup in a couple of years in Rome. Yeah, you know, they're gonna be going to Rome for the first time. You know, this is gonna be actually gonna be the third time they're gonna be in you know in a, in a course outside of you know Great Britain and Ireland. So this is a this is probably a beautiful like golf course in Rome. So. You know, it, look, it's a good showing for the U.S. then look, I'm sure Europe will try to find some things. You know, you may hear, you know, uh, Hendrick Stenson or Lee Westwood, you know, may captain for the Europe team in a couple of years. So, yes, I'm done. You're going to meet yourself.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, the, that's going to put a cap on today's show he, right here on Sports on Chicago, Second City Sports, Lakina with you. We are with you. Every Monday and every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Make a note of it. We follow Sean and Maya in the morning every Monday and every Friday. So you can catch us immediately following Sean and Maya in the morning every Monday and every Friday, noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Uh you can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again at CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. S-I-D-K-I-D-80.
1: See, I told you so. I was going to keep the Ryder Cup short and sweet. So when I did, <laughs> and yes, I you did, did. And you can follow me at Ken and McGee on the Twitter, and at Kenan McGee on the IG.
0: And you can download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. That's the Apple iTunes Store or Google Play. Wherever you uh, get download your apps, make sure it says Sports Zone Chicago. You can catch our shows live or you can catch any of our previous shows. You can. Watch them or listen to them on that Sports Zone Chicago app. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, make sure you follow Sports Chicago on all social media platforms That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at Sports Chicago, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you want to listen to the audio version of this podcast, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes, W-A-R on Anchor, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow the guys at War Media at W-A-R-R Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much for your support
1: like share subscribe 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 and tell your friends
0: and close it out
1: all right you know i know it's a little warmer out there but it's gonna it's gonna be up and down there so it's gonna you know the weather's gonna be a little crazy as it usually is this time of year so uh, dress accordingly if you're not gonna if you're not gonna get the vaccine wash your hands and you know just be safe out there and be good to each other For said i'm the can this is second city sports on sports Talk chicago and we'll see you friday go socks holla